You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. Will you pray with me? Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. And in the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. And all of us gathered here today said, Amen. So I want to invite you to to pull out your Connect, Serve, and Go guide and and flip it over to the um, Scripture reading and notes just in case you uh, may be struck with writing something down or maybe you need to remember what you need to bring uh, for the potluck or maybe you need to start working on your grocery list for this week. But I want to help you engage in some way, shape, or form, and so I invite that uh, to your attention. But I came across a story this week that um, a man who absolutely hated his wife's cat, decided to get rid of the cat one day. He drove the cat 20 blocks from the home and and left him in the park. And as the man arrived home, the cat was walking up the driveway. The next day, the man drove the cat 40 blocks away, and he put the creature out and headed home. And driving back up his driveway, there was a cat. The men kept taking the cat further and further away, and yet the cat would always come back or beat him home from time to time. At last, the man decided that he would drive a few miles away, and he turned right and then turned left and passed the bridge and and took more and more turns and bridges and overpasses until he reached what he thought was a safe distance from his home where he le- and then left the cat out. Hours later, the man called his wife, saying, Is the cat there? And the wife responded, Yes. Why do you ask? Frustrated, the man said, Put him on the phone. I'm lost and I need directions. As we make this journey through the book of Revelation, I want to invite you not to be frustrated. I want to invite you to open yourself up to what God may be speaking to you through this wild and crazy book. Because I do believe that the Word of God speaks. And it can speak volumes to our hearts. And, and if you remember in, in our sermon series, we started off with the first week of Shanna reminding you that hope is alive because love is on the throne. And then I invited you in the second week to let your amens be as so be it. And then last week, I challenged you to be a stretcher barrier for someone. Let's see where we go this week. We turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 through 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look! God's dwelling is here with humankind. He will dwell with them, and they will be His people. God Himself will be with, every, with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. There will be no mourning or crying 
or pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making all things new. He also said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, All is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I freely give water from the life-giving spring. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So John, sitting there on, on this island, continuously, feverishly writing and, and sharing with the visions and, and things that he had experienced, and, and he shares with us this image of a new heaven and a new earth coming down. And the former earth and the former heaven pass away. And that's an example of hope. This, this, this life, will, this, something new can be created out of old things that the new will pass away. And, and I think far too often we forget that God makes all things new. Warren Carter, in his book, What Does Revelation Reveal? He wrote this, he says, The new city indicates the communal and relation, relational nature of God's purpose. God wants us to be in community with each other and with God. God wants us to love our neighbor as ourselves because that's how Jesus showed us how to live, isn't it? And this new heaven and new earth comes when we share the kingdom of God with each other. I think we can't get too forward thinking and think about when your time comes and you're standing before God and, and whether you get in or out. I don't think we need to worry about that. That's God's judgment. That's, that's something for God to do. Let God do that. But I think what you need to worry about is how you're bringing the kingdom of God here now and what you do really matters and you're planting seeds for the future you're laying the groundwork for for future generations to come before you and and to remember what it means to have faithful faith to live that out and every step and every breath that you take that that doesn't go away just because you leave this building being a christian is a 24-hour thing it's bringing the new heaven and new earth here and, and making it real and making it known. And, and if we live that out in a way that people can see that, they're going to want to be a part of that. But if we don't, they're not going to want any part of that. And that's the trouble that we face, that, that people see us and they know that we are Christians. And sometimes they know we're Christians because of the way that we act. Because we don't act appropriately. We don't share God's love with, with, with other people. We, we, we struggle with that. God making all things new, and that including us, even if we're broken, even if things haven't gone our way, even if we know that we've not loved God with our whole heart, and yet we come to God and say, here I am, God, make me anew. God will make us anew. We just have to live that out. And we have to be open to that opportunity and that possibility that God does make all things new. I believe it. I've seen it. I've seen the amazing transformation work that God does. And when we allow God to be in control, it's amazing to see what God can do. But I think far too often we forget that God can do it. Or we just feel that heaven's so distant that why even bother? But what if you can bring heaven here now? Have you ever seen the movie Field of Dreams? One of my favorite movies. 
And in one of the scenes, Ray is standing there, the owner of this farm who took his farm, who had this vision, who, who saw something good that could come out of his farm and not just corn, but took the farm and plowed the field and made a great baseball field. And one of the players that came and experienced this looked at Ray and said, is this heaven? And Ray said, no, this is Iowa. Sure looks like heaven. And we can do that. We can do that in our neighborhoods, in our homes, and in our community. We can make it look like heaven. But all we have to do is love God and love our neighbor. And that's how this new heaven and new earth appear. We just have to do it. And now I have, I have firm evidence that it doesn't matter how old you are or where you're at in your life or your journey or faith. It's something that we continue to do because anybody know what happened to Jimmy Carter this week? 94 years old, had hip surgery. On Thursday, got out of the hospital and said that he was going to be teaching Sunday school this morning. We no longer have an excuse. We have someone that's willing to do whatever it takes for the kingdom of God. And, and whatever that looks like through his gifts and graces, uh, Jimmy was willing to, to bear all of his pain and yet still teach his Sunday school class. And I would almost bet that probably on Saturday, he probably was hanging out at the Habitat home. Because that's what he does. That's who he is. And that's the faith we strive for. That's the faith that we long for. And until our day is done, until we're standing before God, and, and before we get that final judgment, we have a life to live that shows God's love to everyone. Voice, verses 3 through 6 remind us, not only of us receiving those gifts of comfort that God provides for us, but that we can also do that for someone else. And I say that because I'm, I'm here today because there was a church that believed in me. Not just church, churches. I'm here today because people were willing to invest and willing to show me the way and willing to show me what it means to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. And they did it before they even told me about Jesus. They did it by the way that they lived. They did it by opening up their classrooms and, and letting me come into their classrooms knowing that I was the troublemaker, knowing I was the kid that was probably shouldn't have been in there and should have been in detention. But they did it anyway. They showed me what God's love looked like. And I think far too often we, we forget that. We forget that it's really as easy as that. Living out our faith is really sharing love. But be aware, sometimes it's hard. And sometimes we don't feel like we're equipped. Sometimes we don't feel worthy. But that's where God does God's great work. When we don't think we have enough, God provides us exactly what we need to complete the task, to bring heaven and earth here today. And each and every one of us have the ability to do that. Each and every one of us in this, in this room has the ability to make the change for the kingdom of God, to make it real, to make it known to help wipe away every tear from the eyes of those who are suffering. To be with those who are struggling with death. To be with those who are suffering. I love that line. Look, I'm making all things new. God is making all things new in this community. I've seen it. It's hard to believe I've, I've been here almost two years and, and to see the transformation that has happened in this community and, and the energy that has come, it's come from you. 
being willing to share your love of God with the world. Whether it's washing dishes at the Wesley or going to Camp Egan and, and, and finishing a project for, for Camp Egan or picking up sticks at Camp Egan or, or willing to come and drive kids around to, to the nursing homes or, or be willing to make sure that people have a meal to eat or making sure that people are willing to have uh, canned good items, we're making a difference. We're doing exactly what we have and what it takes for the kingdom to be made real and to be made known. But we don't have enough workers. There's no reason why we shouldn't take 20 to 30 people on Saturday to go serve at the food bank. If Jimmy Carter would do it, we have no excuse now. And I want us to be aware that the, the book of Revelation is drawing us out not to be a lukewarm Christian anymore, not to be satisfied with the status quo, to, to bring the new heaven and new earth here today. And that is the challenge that we all face. And sometimes we feel like we're too tired. But yet God provides us a way to have the energy and strength to do what it is we need to do. A police car pulled up in front of Grandma Bessie's house. And Grandpa Morris got out. The polite policeman explained that uh, Grandpa said that he was lost in the park and couldn't find his way home. Oh, Morris, said Bessie. You've been going to that park for more than 30 years. How could you get lost? Leaning close to Grandma so the policeman couldn't hear, Morris whispered, I wasn't lost. I was just too tired to walk home. We're not done yet. We're not too tired to walk home yet. In order for us to bring the kingdom of God here and now, we need you, all of you, with all your gifts and graces, with all your quirkiness, with all your brokenness, because God is going to use you to make all things new, to make the kingdom of God real for those who experience it. And no matter what you've got going on in your life, God is going to use you to help make a difference. Even if it's really small, even if all you can do is pray for us, pray for us that we strive to make a difference. Even if it is just showing up and being present, you would be shocked at how much just showing up makes a world of difference. Even if you don't have the gifts and graces to do the task at hand. I've learned more on mission trips just standing there and looking and watching those men do the cutting and the drilling than I would have just sitting at home watching YouTube videos. Getting engaged makes a difference. No matter where we're at on life's journey, God is calling you to bring the kingdom. Are you ready? Let us pray. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, and we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.